everyone, and welcome to New Way, the podcast of the 1001 New Worshiping Communities Movement. I'm your host, Sarah Hayden. What I see in another person, that's what I would like to see in, in me, or what I see in me, that's what I would like to see in the other person. And, and as long as I, I haven't attained that, I think it will drive me to keep seeking. If you visit my next guest at his hometown in Clarkston, Georgia, you will be invited into the living rooms and kitchens of people from many parts of the world. It seems that everybody in this town of 8,000 residents knows Gad. He is a community organizer, teacher, soccer player, and former medical student who speaks five languages. To the children, he is known as Pastor Gad. Today we'll be talking with the Reverend Gad Mpoyo, who was born and raised in the Democratic Republic of Congo. He is the pastor and founder of Shalom International Ministry, which is based in Clarkston, perhaps the most ethnically diverse city in the United States. Plenty has changed since the time the church first started, but the heart of that emerging ministry remains the same, to seek the shalom of the city to which God has sent you. For it is in the city's shalom that you will find your shalom. Thank you so much for being here, Gad. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You started um, at that time in 2008, connecting with people in Clarkston by actually going door to door and knocking on the doors of their apartments. What led you to make that first visit and go there? Yeah, actually, uh, the way it uh, it started, uh, uh, it didn't even start uh, in Clarkston. Uh, it started when I went to um, do an internship in uh, Nashville at uh, a publishing house. And when I got to that publishing house, I found a friend of mine from Kenya who, uh, as we were talking, he asked me if where I live, and then I said I live in Atlanta, and then and then he he asked, do you know the place, uh, the city called Clarkston? And by that time, I was a student at Emory, so most of my time I used to you know spend in the library, uh, yeah. working on on books. So I, I I told him that no, I I don't know about Clarkson and then he said okay uh it's a interesting uh city it's a very diverse city you will see many people from around the world so if you have time when we go back to Atlanta let's find time to go and visit so at that point when we came back he took me there and I was very fascinated to just see the diversity to see the people have come from different parts of the world and that really attra- what attracted me was the language part so I came there and I met people who speak the language that I speak uh, I met people who speak Swahili I met people who speak Lingala I met people who speak Kiluba I met people who speak French so that was kind of the, the point of connection and it was not only like just meeting and 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 listening to people uh, speaking the same language, but 
it was also the point of connection in terms of culture. And, and that's kind of what led me to uh, go back again and, and trying to find out more about uh, the community, why they came to the United States, why even Clarkston. So, so, so that's kind of what led me to uh, Clarkston. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the that first encounter. Like, I wonder what it's like, what it felt like to you to show up in this town you hadn't been a part of before, and to hear your native language is spoken. Like, what did you, what, you know, did you say, hey, you speak Lingala? Or like, how does that go when you when you find that out? And what do you talk about? Yeah, I, I think it, it was kind of a, uh, a, a, a point of connection. And, and, you know, I came to the United States for in 2005. And, of course, I met people who uh, spoke languages that I speak. But what was so unique in Clarkston was uh, the community. Like you find a community that you can uh, relate to and they can relate to you. And especially like in Clarkston, um, you know, many people come as refugees and and the experience of just leaving your country and coming to a new uh, another country, first of all, uh, like everything is new and and there is kind of that sense of insecurity where you you don't know the people you don't know the culture so the minute that you you find uh somebody or uh, a group of people who kind of share you know the same culture same language then you you feel like you you you're part of them you you belong yeah and especially like uh for for us who are have come from Africa and especially from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, you know, in in kind of the African philosophy, you know, there is that uh, sense of belonging. So so going to Clarkson, there was that connection to say, oh yeah, uh, uh, I belong to this community. They 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 are people who um, uh, are. Are speaking the same language who have come from, you know, the, not even the same country, but in the same region. So, so that's kind of what established that uh, 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 connection. And and from that time, uh, I went there the first time, and then went the second time, and third, and and the rest is history. And and uh, Clarkston has become like my second home. So um, during that time, when you were um visiting with your friend and intrigued and um, wanting to go back to Clarkston. Um, could you give us sort of the walking with you view of what you were doing on those visits and, and has that changed over time or is it the same kinds of um, rhythms where you're meeting people and talking with them and connecting with them? I would say that it has changed with time, but it's, uh, almost, uh, you know, there there is kind of that uh, culting note where, like, you you go to a place, uh, you observe, uh, you you listen, and then you start building relationships, and uh, as you build relationships, 
then you start participating in what is happening in the community. So uh, that's has been and continue to be my experience uh, in Clarkston because when I, I went there, as I said before, the first thing, you know, I was, you know, fascinated by, you know, the diversity and also things that are, are really common. Uh, 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 <clears throat> but, but as I kept going uh, back to Clarkston, there were at least four things that, uh, really struck my mind and kept me continue to go back to Clarkston. Like as I was, you know, listening and talking to people, building relationship, uh, I saw like there was a need for uh, people to uh, have a, a space and a time of worship in, in a way that is very contextual. Uh, in a way that reflect the way they used to worship when they were uh, in their own countries, and and they also like a need to to learn, uh, learning in a sense that um, you know you come to the United States, you you know you don't even know how the bus system works, you don't know how uh, the bank banking system works. Uh, so, so there, there was that uh, need while interacting with people. They wanted to to know, like, how how is this new country about? And 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 another thing, also, the third thing was uh, as you were talking uh, at the beginning, like when you meet people, you you feel like there is that sense of loneliness. Like they, for somebody who has been you know living in a community and then coming to the United States, they find themselves isolated. So, so there was that need of hospitality. Who, who, who are the people who can talk to you? Who are the people who can be part of uh, your life? Who, who are the people who can even listen to your joys and struggle? Uh, and, and also uh, there was the uh, other need that I observed, the need for healing because as, as uh, many people might know, uh, a lot of people come to Clarkson are coming from countries that have been torn by, you know, war and political instabilities. So, so living in in those experiences and coming to the United States, so there there are a lot of trauma that go 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 along with those experiences. So when they come here. Uh, you, you you find that there is that need um, uh, for for healing, so so all that combined uh, uh, made <clears throat> made me to build those relationship. But at the same time, uh, Clarkson also is a very transient community. So like when uh, refugees, immigrants, they come, you know, they come, they settle. And after maybe three or four years, they will move to other part, and then you get newcomers. So to get back to your question, yeah, those relationship, uh, they are still there, but they also change uh, with time as you know people come and leave, people come and leave. But the most important thing is, like each time 
I go to Claxton, uh, I have that open mind to, you know, listen, build relationship, and then kind of uh, hear what are the needs of the community and then start being part of what is happening in the community. Yes. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you just briefly about that. The third thing you mentioned, the hospitality, the sense of community, um, a sense of being known and sharing your life with someone. Um, I've heard um, people in Clarkston express that um, uh, many American cities are very different than a lot of places in the world in terms of like what community looks like, or Mm -hmm. I think even the sense of like what private space is and what public space is. Like a lot of Americans may not go door to door and like be invited into someone's home spontaneously of like, Hey, you're here to visit. Come on in. Let's have, let's have a bite to eat together. Let's share some conversation. Like a lot of Americans, you knock on a friend's door and you're still like standing outside for a while, (laughs) like whether or not do I get to come in or not? I mean, do you sense that that is true? Uh, You know, there's something different that, um, that is shared by a lot of the world of that being the ability to, um, and the desire to connect on a more intimate level or to be, um, invited into someone's home. And that that's something that you see in Clarkston that you don't see in a lot of American cities because of the people who live in Clarkston and what they desire and what their experience has been living in other parts of the world. Yeah. I, I, I think there is, um, uh, a, a difference in, in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, there, there is that, uh, a, like you said, in America, uh, the, there is more kind of privacy, uh, my, my own space. But when you look at kind of the way people see uh, the way of living in other part of the world, uh, like in Africa and more particularly in Congo, uh, it's more of um, a communal life. Like life makes sense when it is uh, about the community than maybe the individual. And and I think that what makes uh, kind of a, a difference when you 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 come to Claxton and and you go and have you know visit people because where i come from even when you go visit people you you don't uh book an appointment to say okay i will come and visit you on such saturday you you just go and uh and then you 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 get together yeah sometimes even like when you go and visit somebody and they have a meal so when you're invited to eat in american culture people will hesitate because they were not part of the plan of that meal for that day. But uh, the place where I come from, it's like, yeah, you have come at the right time, that opportune time. So it, it, you, you are part of that community. And, and as I reflect even in Clarkson, uh, even when we were about to begin uh, our after-school program, so we didn't... Um, like uh, advertise or, or 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 send a mass email to the community. What we did, we went to door to door and uh, uh, 
knock and say this is uh, the need that we see in this community of studying an after-school program. And I remember one one day we went to knock uh, at one door. And then when we knocked, a mother came out. And she happened to be from the Congo. And she was not even speaking English. She was uh, So when we knocked, I could really see and sense that she cannot speak English. So I'd say, which, uh, I, I spoke to her in Swahili. Uh, when she said that she comes from Congo. And then and then as we were talking, we were saying, no, we're about to start an after-school program, and uh, uh, we were wondering if you have, you know, kids who go to middle school. She was like, yes, this is something that I've been praying about because the children that I have here, when they come from school, when they have homework, they come and say, mommy, can you help us? And I've, I've, sometimes, more, most of the time, I feel uh, powerless in the sense that I don't know how to speak English. I don't know how the education system works here. Uh, but the fact that we went there, it was the right time to, to be there. And those kids, you know, got enrolled in our after-school program. And now they are, you know, doing better in school. So to, this is to point to the fact that, uh, like, there is that um, openness to go and meet with a stranger and, 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 and make that stranger to be your neighbor. And, and you share together uh, uh, things that are common and things that are needed. And, and as a result, like in the case of uh, that woman, uh, for her answer, it will, from God, uh, a prayer from God was answered, and and we established even not only school but a relationship. So so that's kind of how I see it different from like the way uh, either hospitality or or is expressed uh, than maybe other part of the world. But I think there is something we can learn uh, in, in terms of how we can live together as a community, not just the superficial uh, things, but but we can have a, like that intimate uh, relationship with one another. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's it's amazing to think she was, she had been desiring and talking with God about this this need, this hope that she had, and you knock on the door, <laughs> speak her <laughs> language, not just anyone knocked on the door, but someone who, um, with whom she could really converse and say what was on her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sense, I think that God works through the activities of the stranger, which we see a lot in scripture. You mm-hmm. know, we see that expectation or that, that acceptance that a stranger may um, show up and it may be a visit that was in some way, um, ordained by God. Um, I think when, when we're talking, I think I'm realizing that I don't have that, that same expectation really, you know, it's like, or we teach (laughs) our children, it's like that strangers are, um, in, in many cases to, to be wary of strangers, uh, you know, this is not a podcast recommending that you just let your kid do whatever, <laughs> but, but that like, um, that, that you were God's messenger to her at that point and, and a sense yeah. of God's provision. 
as yeah. a stranger. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. stranger, is that even a kind of a crazy word to use um, when you think about like Congolese culture? Yeah. It, it, you know, there are certain words um, uh, that um, when you, you get into uh, uh, different culture, especially like uh, the Congolese culture, uh, are, are sometimes difficult uh, to use uh, because uh, they, they, they carry a certain connotation. Um, uh, so that's like, if I look at even in the Congolese culture, uh, it, it's, it's, it's rare to, you know, for people to use, you know, the word stranger because, uh, you know, there is that, you know, Ubuntu uh, philosophy where, uh, you know, I am because we are, therefore I am. So, so it, it's difficult for, for someone to just see somebody as a stranger by the time that I know that we have uh, a connection and the meaning of my life, the, my sense of being is connected to the sense of being of the other person. So, so it's, it's kind of a shift in kind of the way of understanding uh, how are we connected, who, who is my neighbor, and, and even this, the word stranger, what does it mean? Yeah, so. Tell us more <laughs> about Ubuntu. How does that fit into um, the community in Clarkston and how does that guide the new worshiping community of Shalom? Yeah, it, it, I, I think that uh, African, you know, philosophy of, you know, Ubuntu, I am because we are, therefore I am. So it, it shows like our life is inextricably uh, related. Uh, and, and that even goes at the core of uh, the vision of, of Shalom, uh, where we, we've taken it from Jeremiah 29.7, you know, seek the Shalom of the community, because it is in, in each Shalom that you will find your Shalom. So, so when we look at, um, you know, the Clarkson community, the Shalom community, uh, we, we see that God has called us to bring or to be even the, the well-being of that community, because in seeking the well-being of that community, we too are finding that well-being of the community. And there are different ways that we, we seek that well being of the community and the way it is expressed. For instance, uh, you know, we have a youth and young adult uh, ministry um, at Shalom. You know, every Friday, young people come together and we gather, you know, some do the dance, some do the singing, and then uh, some do acting. And then we all kind of get together, uh, reflect on uh, the word of God, culture. So, to some extent, uh, getting those uh, youth and young adults together and uh, providing that safe space 
I think it's an expression of uh, uh, Ubuntu in the sense that as they come, we go to them, they learn uh, ways of life, they learn about the word of God, and all that is contributing to their well-being. And by contributing to their well-being, we as leaders, we as part of that community, we also find that well-being in doing what we are doing. So, so I, that's that's kind of how I see uh, that connection of uh, you know Ubuntu, where we seek the well-being, uh, uh, like I am because we are, and then even connecting with scripture, uh, which. Uh, uh, from Jeremiah is uh, uh, calling us to uh, be part of a community uh, and seeking, you know, the shalom, the the prosperity, the wholeness of that community. So, so it's it's like a two-way uh, uh, process where uh, the community is benefiting and also uh, the church also is 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 benefiting. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see the. Uh, Ubuntu. <laughs> it's a, mm -hmm. it's such a rich image. Um, this, this dialogue between God and the prophet Jeremiah, and um, just looking at the context that the story is set in, people are experiencing exile. They're not in their hometowns. They were sent away um, into a foreign land, mm -hmm. where in, in many cases, not certainly not um, encountering the same foods, the same um, languages, the same ways of um, of being and connecting in the world. And God is saying to them, like, well, you're here now. <laughs> like, So seek the shalom of these people and actually stay long enough, be embedded in this community to where you are – um, marrying people from different cultures, you are um, eating their foods, you're, you're tending the garden, um, which is to mm -hmm. me is a very radical thing as you're talking about, certainly in Shalom, you have members of Shalom who come from many very different places in the world, and who have probably did not plan when they were born or when they were children to come and live in the United States, or certainly not in Clarkston, Georgia. <laughs> and here they are. Mm -hmm. And to seek that the city's shalom that they're seeking is, is the community uh, from all over the world. And it is this kind of random place in Clarkston, Georgia in the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, that feels radical. I mean, it, it feels, I guess the gospel is radical. The call God's call to us is radical. It feels radical. Yeah. It, it, it is uh, really radical because uh, like when we look at, um, you know, the context in which uh, the Israelite were in Babylon, you know, actually they were, they were praying, you know, to God to, to go back, to go back home. And then Jeremiah comes with uh, that, news to say oh no uh build houses you know get married let your children get married have children like as we related to shalom um uh, you know god's word is 
like you said, is is very radical because when folks come uh, to the United States, as I say, they've experienced a lot of losses, losses of you know uh, relationship, losses of uh, human lives, lo- losses of property, and and now they find themselves in uh, in this new community, and and God is saying, yeah. This this will be your home, and and don't don't isolate yourself. But uh, uh, as you you are part of this community, of course you you have come with a lot of challenges. But but at the same time, also you have uh, those incredible gifts that you can share uh, uh, with the community, and the community will will will, will benefit. Uh, that's 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 very radical. Like. Uh, uh, not to say that is 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 easy. It's it's very it's very tough. But at at the end of the day, uh, th- there is that uh, shalom. There is that uh, peace, wholeness in in seeking uh, the well being of of that community. I, I totally agree with what you say, Sarah. Yeah. Um, I I actually I wanted to ask you about um, your after school program. Um, mm-hmm. And the children's program is you, you're working with kids, as you mentioned, who have experienced um, war, political instability, um, who have experienced, in some cases, the loss of family members due to genocide. Mm-hmm. And many of the, the children there have, have developed here at Shalom a passion to be... Um, be someone, be a person in their schools and in their communities who is building a, a better way um, that their commitment to um, Ubuntu, commitment to a new way forward. Would you just tell us about that? Tell us about um, what the children are like at Shalom and what they're seeking and, and what they're learning about um, to be um, someone who seeks their city Shalom. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I remember, um, I think it was uh, last year, uh, it was Martin Luther King um, weekend in, in January. And uh, and then so we had a session with uh, the children and, uh, and I asked them uh, this question, like, you know, what, what, what's your dream? What, what, what do you want to become, uh, you know, when you grow up? And and it was really fascinating to hear the answers uh, that uh, the kids uh, were giving. Uh, you know, for me, I was expecting to hear that, oh, maybe uh, uh, I want to be somebody who has a lot of money or uh, uh, since they've, you know, experienced, you know, those tough uh, time being in refugee camp or Maybe I was thinking like, oh, they will talk about like, you know, uh, I want to be, you know, recognized in, in the world, a, a superstar. Uh, but the answers that they gave me were things like, oh, uh, I want to help people when I grow up. I want to see this world to be a peaceful world. I don't want to experience war again. Uh, 
and and as we were finishing the the the, the activities in in the gym and we were going to have meal in the other building so as we were going there was a homeless uh, person who was sitting and and they came to me uh running and i was asking like what's going on and then they say yeah there there is a homeless person sitting there so can can we give him food because it seems like he's hungry so hmm. so w- w- when i you know was connecting what their dreams uh uh as they grow up and and also just in in that same kind of lapse of time i also hear they see the need over there and and they they want to respond to that needs uh i think for me is i i could see in those kids that expression of uh kind of yeah we we, we need to seek the well-being of the community. We need to see this world uh, uh, a better place uh, uh, to be uh, for, for, for everybody. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of I see those uh, 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 kids from Shalom, like how they kind of embody that, uh, that Shalom in them and, and also they don't just keep it uh, for themselves, but also share uh, uh, with you know others and also among themselves. It's yeah. beautiful mm. and, and and it's empowering because it's like as you said, um, they're living out their dream in a way. Um, they're not waiting until this idea of like a lot of times when you hear children talk about being a superstar, being a basketball player in the NBA, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that it's this something that will come into fruition, you know, magically when they reach adulthood, these children at Shalom are, as you illustrated that interaction with, um, the person who was homeless, they're living out their dream. They're performing that into reality. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, that feels like a really healthy church too. <laughs> it's like <laughs> rather than just talking about something or like waiting or, um, you know, waiting for things to be different, um, rather than doing that, participating in and committing to the things that um, bring about uh, the science of God's mm-hmm. beloved community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, other than Jeremiah, because I know that this is, that's a, a passage that's so close to your heart these mm-hmm. days, do you have a favorite story in scripture? I've, I've been, um, uh, uh, reflecting, uh, more on, uh, Luke 10, uh, two, um, where, you know, Jesus is, talking to his disciple and saying that the harvest is uh, plentiful, but uh, the workers are few. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at, um, you know, the way we started Shalom, uh, it was very 
organic in, in a sense that we'll meet in apartments and, uh, and have uh, Bible study, worship. And as we move uh, to Memorial Drive Presbyterian Church and uh, looking at the facility and the opportunity that we're presented in the community, uh, and all these ministries, like children ministry, youth ministry, prayer ministry, uh, that like the the ministry have been have been growing, and uh, and and with that growth uh, comes uh, you know responsibility, comes uh, accountability, and 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 these days. Um, even when I look at what is happening around the world in our community, uh, I, I see that a need to have uh, people in the field who are the, the peacemakers, who who are there to seek the, the well-being of the community. So, so when I reflect uh, on that verse, to me, it's it's like. Yes, we, we have this ministry and we have, uh, we see God active uh, through these ministries, but at the same time, we should not forget that, that there is still a lot of work to do. There is still needs to, you know, go again in the community and, 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 and seek what are some of the needs of the community and all that cannot be done by, you know, just uh, one or two people, you know, a, a Shalom leadership team, but all that needs uh, an effort and of, of, you know, everybody to, to be the, the, the peacemaker of the world. So, so that's uh, kind of the, the, the verse that has, has been, uh, in my mind, and I've I've been reflecting on on that verse, um, uh, uh, this couple of you know weeks and months. Yeah, it mm. it can't, as you said, it can't be done by mm. one person or the leadership team of a church. Um, it has to be done by um, something that we all carry together. And yeah. it strikes me that Shalom has also demonstrated um, within the city of Atlanta an importance of for churches to not be in competition with one another, but rather mm-hmm. to be um, in an integral partnership with one another. It's mm-hmm. not sort of Shalom's kingdom. It's, uh, is there anything that you've learned from that? Um, is, I think that's a pretty unique thing that Shalom has a number of um other churches that participate in the work at Clarkston um, in a unique way because of Shalom's embeddedness and embodiment of the diversity of Clarkston. Yeah, you know the that expression like it takes a village uh, <laughs> to raise. Yeah, a yeah. Uh, 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 so, like when we look at uh, Shalom, uh, you know, when we started, um, we believe that. We, we, we are interconnected, and 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 we form uh, all the the body of Christ. So, uh, and, and 
and with with that in mind, uh, we started reaching out to um, local churches. Uh, I would just name the few, like Shallowfoot Presbyterian Church, North Dakota Presbyterian Church, uh, a Morningside Presbyterian Church, like uh, a Memorial Drive Presbyterian Church, so like all, and many of these, uh, you know, local churches. Um, so we kind of invited them to to come and and see what God is 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 happening in the world. So so through that, uh, we we have seen kind of a, a transformation, uh, uh, both. Uh, at Shalom and also from all those uh, partner churches you know sometimes I get volunteers like they will come and uh, help kids with the after school program so they will come one you know one one day a week and and then uh, after a couple of time uh, they will keep coming and maybe add another day but when you ask them why why are you doing this uh the the response is oh it's it's it has changed my life i i have uh a different perspective uh for instance of who a immigrant is or who is a, a refugee is uh, i've come to find how much we have uh in common how like we we all children of God we we've, we've all been created in the image of God and 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 that I think it is very unique you know uh, at Shalom where we we see the value of uh, kind of partnering uh, because in partnering with uh, other, uh, churches, community, even local local communities in Clarkston, uh, because when we put all our you know heads together, our hearts together, uh, then we we build God's kingdom uh, through uh, the the work that God has entrusted us. So um, yeah, it's 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 very fascinating, uh, mm-hmm. and especially yeah. when it's happening in a in a diverse community because. Uh, like you get ideas, uh, like somebody I would say from Ethiopia, and you, you get in the room somebody from the United States, and like when we bring all those uh, ideas together, uh, it 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 brings change and transformation. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing this in a way that's very much informed by your life experience and your mm-hmm. expertise and your fidelity to this concept mm-hmm. of Ubuntu. For those who are inspired by what you're saying and want to participate more in collaboration and working together, like some of the new worshiping community leaders and nonprofit leaders who might be listening to this thinking, mm-hmm. that's great. I want to do that, but how do I do that? <laughs> I mean, do you, do you have any any advice? Because uh, to me, one of the things about you, Gad, is that mm-hmm. you you have such a lovely way of, I think, bearing what for many of us is a is a burden of a sense of responsibility to 
to the ministries to which we have been called. But when I'm around you, I don't feel that heaviness the way that I think I, many of us experience that. And maybe that's, I don't know if that's actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's your laughter or, but um, how do you do it, Gad? And what advice do you have? You know, what kind of drives me like, when, when, when everything is kind of shut down and, and, and I'm, I'm by myself, um, I, I see the, like that calling, which, you know, goes back to, uh, you know, the, the Ubuntu and also kind of seeking uh, that, that well-being. So I, I, I always imagine, like, what, what about if uh, we have, like, two people experiencing peace and then three people experiencing, you know, peace, like, what difference would that make even in in our way of making decisions in our way of uh planning in 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 our way of even building you know the community so 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 those, those are the you know question and that you know keeps me uh, uh keeps me going and, and and most of the time it's I always say like, yeah, it's 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 not about me, but it's it's about you know the 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 calling and and how we we respond to to that calling with you know grace and we respond to that calling with with love and 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 I think that's that's what that's what keeps me going uh it's it's it's, it's the ubuntu yes <laughs> i love it yeah. yeah yeah because it's it's like what i see in another person that's what i would like to see in in me or what i see in me that's what i would like to see in the other person and and as long as I, I haven't attained that, I think it will drive me to keep seeking. That's that's why we say we 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 seek. We mm-hmm. we, we 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 don't have it like hundred percent, but we are seeking. And in seeking, uh, we we see how uh, many lives have been changed and transformed. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much um, for your witness. Gad and and for this conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for 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 the invitation, and uh, it has been a pleasure to be part of this podcast. Yeah, thanks. You can participate in what's happening at Shalom by visiting the ministry's website at shalominternationalministry.com. Special thanks to the forward-thinking leaders of the Presbyterian Church USA, who first launched this movement and to the Presbyterian Mission Agency and leaders like you for your support. Thank you for listening to New Way, podcast of the 1001 New Worshiping Communities Movement. Our producer is Marthame Sanders. You can visit us at newchurchnewway.org. Catch you next time.